So welcome to the Black Panther Podcast, the second of four shows. This event is an effort by Bright Seed Collaborative, whose mission is to create a more diverse, progressive future through art, technology, and culture. I'm Sergio Mims, and I'll be your host again, back by popular demand, or because nobody else else wanted to do it, right? In a second of four shows discussing the movie phenomenon that is sweeping the country, the Marvel Comics movie Black Panther. First of all, we'd like to thank First Aid Comics for allowing us to host our show here in the upper room of their books, comic bookstore, and also thanks to Street Level, who will be filming our show today. Let's start with the introductions. We have, once again, three highly successful panelists with knowledge, insight, and opinion. You notice it says three out of the four, right? Uh, three highly successful panelists with knowledge and insight and opinions who can help us better understand the world of the Black Panther. First, I have Ugochi. Good. <laughs> Twenty bullets here. Chigerian calls herself Chigerian. Uh, Ugochi and the Afro Soul Ensemble could have come at a better time. The world needs a healing force. Her musical interests span all corners of the globe. She fuses her choreo-poetic style of spoken word and her unique singing ability in order to generate a more powerful word sound attraction. Uh, Southside native, she is the daughter of Nigerian parents, and she also combines elements of her, sorry folks, of her Afrobeat influence of jazz, house, reggae, and soul aesthetics to create a new sound, one she coined Afro Soul. Her current album, Love Shot, can be purchased right now on iTunes and Spotify. Next to her, I have Kahari B., Disco Poet, who is also known as Disco Poet Kahari B. He is a spoken word musician and educator working internationally in the literary arts with a solid reputation for delivering intense performances with live instrumental accompaniment. His energetic nature is tied to growing up in Chicago's house music scene. And last, we have James Duke with Street Level Youth Media, teaching artist, mentor, filmmaker, and Southside Chicago native. That's it for all, folks. Thanks a lot. (laughs) Anyway, so let's get to today's show. Uh, Last week, we spent a lot of time talking about the origins of Black Panther, why the film is so important, particularly in this day and age, why has it become such a phenomenon. Uh, But the question I want to start off with is, okay, Movie comes out, it's a big hit. What happens after that? Is it going to be is it going to be a real change, or eventually it'll go back to normal? And I bring that up because I can think of other movies and TV shows that were considered phenomenons of their time, who everybody said this is it, the game has changed, it's different now, and eventually it went back to the usual. So what makes Black Panther this movie so different? And all the ones that came before. I don't know if we can say it's different yet. Okay. Unless we can really predict the future. I mean, uh, we, if you look at the black exploitation period, Sweet Sweet Back came out, and then you got Shaft, and then you got this whole now called genre believe me, I was called there, and I black exploitation. The world had changed, right. And then it all Every, went away, and then I was like. But, and I, and I hate to say this on camera, but we're not known to be, we don't plan ahead. 
Caucasians playing ahead. They 20 years ahead of the game. So when when the phenomenon of Sweet Sweetback and, Sh- and Shav hit, mm-hmm. they were ready to co-op mm-hmm. that movement and move it up out the way. Same thing they did with the Cosby Show. Cosby Show came and then there was a thousand black shows on television. We thought everything had changed. We saw ourselves on television. It was wonderful. It was beautiful. They got ahead of it and co-opted it and moved it up out the way. Mm-hmm. And so shortly thereafter, you got... Friends and Seinfeld and shows that really had no presence of people of color in them. Great Seinfeld in the case, great show, but we weren't really in that universe. So now we we we're we're, we're coming to another phase where we got this, as you say, phenomenon with uh, Black Panther, and we think it's go- it's going to spur a whole bunch of other black oriented melanate people of color movies and television shows and all of that. We have to plan ahead Mm -hmm. and what are we going to do to co-op the co-option before it happens because there's going to be some silly coon stuff that happens right (laughs) right after that's going to take a lot of the air and the energy and the spirit out of what's happening now because we ready to go right now we all ready to go Mm -hmm. but i think if we don't plan ahead and move uh move our people and our industries and our arts into position to take advantage of all of the spirit and strength and energy that this is 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 really accelerating it's gonna i mean it's just gonna be a whole nother kind of black exploitation period i feel like uh wakanda is alive in certain places um as far as the mindset of certain people and what people some people are trying to put out into the world but the thing is is that it, it just takes more of a mass awareness. Um, some of us actually try and buy black, eat black, shop black, have a black mentality, you know, try to put forth black perspectives and thoughts, try to be superheroes in our everyday lives and using our superpowers and our artistry, whatever it is you have to make those um, um, leaps and, and changes and, and the shifts in the, in the dimensions. But um, I just think that more people need to get on onto the mindset and we're not people who think uh, ahead. This Wakanda is late, you know, in the game. It's mm-hmm. like this, this is um, a state of being that should have been created decades ago. As far as I'm concerned, I feel like this is this is where we need to be. So we're kind of late, and we need to just um, shift our perspective so that we can build that every day. And this is what it takes. It takes okay, not just getting caught up in the emotional sweep of oh, this is great, it looks great. Oh, let me finally buy that African shirt I was. <laughs> always looking at, you know, made um, in China. You know, right. made in China. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, or talk to that African family. I always was wondering why they smell like that. It's so exotic, with all the spices. Let me ask them, what are you cooking with? You know, maybe to me, this is what I feel like needs to happen. The next steps is that people need to start, okay, trying to create those worlds that they're seeing in these fantasies because we are, have such great imaginations and, and we're, uh, we have this fantastic fantasy worlds but then in reality we're kind of stuck on how to bring that forward and we just need to use that imagination that we have and put one one or two tools a day you know I'm going to add utilize this to, to add to my reality and make it bring the Wakanda alive because I think it, it lives somewhere in a dimension and James what do you say yeah well I mean I always think of the perspective I mean I work with young people so I always think about how this is going to impact young people and I think about just like to my childhood there wasn't um this type of representation in a fantasy film 
like ever. You know what I'm saying? Like we had, you know, the tra- tra- uh, excuse me, traditional hood movies, Boys in the Hood. You know what I'm saying? All, all the movies that I saw coming up in my childhood were rooted in reality. Brother from and, another planet. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, but still, I have <laughs> yeah, to. Right, right. You know, that wasn't on the forefront. Right. Those were cult right. classics. Yeah. Um, and I feel like this is the first movie that's going to be like, you know, it's going to make a big impact. It's going to do numbers. It's going to break some records. And that's going to plant a seed in a lot of young people's head that this is possible. I don't have to stick to this particular story. Now, those stories are important. Stories like Moonlight, those need to be told. But it's like, you know, a lot of young people I work with do have a large imagination. So I feel like the ceiling has been lifted. You know what I'm saying? And this is going to open up more possibilities for people to get inspired to to tell these stories. Mm-hmm. But then... Um... Well, one of the questions I brought up last week is, well, okay, let's look at reality. You have a lot of people who are latecomers who are getting on the bandwagon. And because Black Panther is now the hip, cool thing right now. And everybody wants to be on the hip, cool thing. Okay, once the movie is out, are those people still going to be there? Or is it going to be, ooh, Kevin Hart's got a new movie. You know, or what? <laughs> right. Is that... Is, this movie enough to sustain that, or is this just? I don't want to say it's a fad, mm-hmm. but this is just the hot thing right now. All right. You know, and it's been brilliantly marketed, and everybody's aware of it, and everybody everybody is crazy about it. What happens a month later? Are those people six months later? Are those people still going to be there? All those people who have now come on the boat are they still going to be there? No, no. But mm-hmm. there'll be more than there was before. Mm-hmm. A bunch of folks fall off. A bunch of folks stay on. Mm-hmm. Think about the Million Man March. It was a million of us out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but let's say 800,000 kind of faded away. Mm-hmm. But you still got another 200,000 that continue to put in the work in the years to follow. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what's important. It's never going to be everybody. And then it's documented. You know, it's actually yeah. put in the books. This happened. Can't take that away. I don't know to answer your question. I, I feel like I, I feel like this is late to me. So I'm just happy that it's here. But mm-hmm. I, and I and like I was saying before, there I feel like there are some people in some schools of thought that are, have been trying to build this fantasy place and put those bricks into the mortar to create the, the that kind of space where you know you can have the, the the idea that this Wakanda could be alive. We could build a place for black people where black people are in control and there's peace and there's harmony and and you know self-love and respect, you know, fantasy things. And um so we can we can bring those things back um to be cool again, just like it was in the 70s. I mean, it was just like a whole different era where people were happy to see another black person. And you were yeah, like, I know. giving mm-hmm. them five, and it was like, whoa. On the black hand side. Yeah. Yeah. The good old days. Yeah. The good old days, and now it's a fantasy. That, now that's a fantasy. So I feel like, you know, we have to do the work to make that happen, but it's going to be by example. It's not just going to be a film alone. I think that would be mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the, I think people are going to be thirsty for it. As far as putting a, a, a time frame on it, like I don't know when the next big thing will be. Um, and like I said, just thinking of like young people, like they're going to take time to develop their craft and actually put something, uh, you know, that, that kind of meets that bar. For like this, this film is going to raise the bar in terms of like production. Um, so I mean, we'll we'll get something after. But one of the main things I, I think that's important is that we, 
we also look into like people who are doing it independently. Like it's it's on a big scale, so it's kind of easy to check out. But um, you know, if if people are latecomers and they and they see this, go seek out. There's some local people in your community. Your neighbor might be writing. A, a, a dope comic or something like that or anything and these are people that you see every day but you don't take the time to invest in what they're doing and it might be you know you might like it as much as what you're, you're paying ten dollars or whatever to go see in a theater so um i think you know from this we have to look into like you know who's doing it on a, on a smaller scale as well to sort of keep that that thing going well you know there is um there are several afrofuturists projects still ah, being developed for films and particularly for cable television. Um, I can't remember which book now, but I, I do know that one of Octavia Spencer's novels being adapted as a series. Octavia Butler? Butler? Yeah. What did I say? Spencer. I always do that. <laughs> I always do that. I mean, Octavia Butler. I'm sorry. My, my apologies. I right. It is that. one being... I, I, forget, I forget which one I forget one which well. one. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have A Wrinkle in Time, which is coming out mm -hmm. like three weeks later. Ava DuVernay's picture, which looks promising until Oprah shows up. And then, oh no. Damn. Oh no. <laughs> hey. No, yeah, keep hey. it in. Hey, Oprah. Keep it, it in. Damn. 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 Right. <laughs> what the hell? She's not running for president. So what I um, <laughs> Call me, O. Call me. All right. <laughs> right. Okay, edit it out. But, but um, it seems to be right now there is a movement towards this. Uh, once again, it, de it depends on, um, is this a fad or will it last? Another thing which I brought up, which last week, which I want to hear your take on, is the fact that, are we building this movie up too much? Okay, I'll give you an example. When Miracle St. Anna, Spike Lee film was coming out, mm -hmm. I couldn't wait to see that picture. I thought it was going to be the film of the decade because my father's a World War II veteran, was a World War II veteran. I said, there's never really been a movie. I can name one obscure one. Uh, one, two obscure ones about black soldiers in World War II. And I said, I can't wait to see this picture. Finally. And I started hearing rumors like, uh-oh. And I saw the picture and I was crushed. In the first 30 seconds, he blew it. He blew it. First 30 seconds. Mm. And then I had to sit and watch the rest of the 160 minutes of that picture. <laughs> and I said, that's my lesson for yeah. building up something so big that I don't think any movie could have matched. Right? Mm. Maybe if I looked at it today, I would maybe, maybe like it better in a different light. But at the time... I build it up in my head so much. And I've talked to people who are, you know, dying for this movie, and they think this is it. This is going to be the revolution. And ooh, I like, ooh, wait ooh. a minute, hold it. Ooh, ooh. Yes, son. <laughs> Go ahead. Ooh, ooh. Okay. It don't matter. Yes. This can be Meteor Man, right? It can oh, literally, no, wait, wait. <laughs> it can literally be Meteor Man. However, that film gets a bum rap. <laughs> one of the rules, the protocol is, no matter how horrible it is, uh -huh. we act like it's the greatest movie that is ever, 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 ever mm. produced, ever. Every right. movie? <laughs> yes! No. Yes! Every movie? No. That <laughs> Every black film? Be careful. Like, people are going to have to act. We <laughs> Across the board. 
Maintain your calm. We only talk about this in private when <laughs> nobody else is around. Okay. Right. 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 We party line is this is the greatest black movie of all time, sight unseen. It is Schindler's List. Don't ever say anything bad about it, or you are completely excommunicated and will be beat with a bag of nickels. Like that's that's the rules. It, no, it's great. Right. We we are in there cheering the whole time. I don't care what happens. Period. You done with him? Well, I mean, this movie. I when I with the comic book, I I was always hoping this movie would be a movie eventually, and um, mm-hmm. so this is something that's a big deal for me, just as a young, a person that's seeing something that they always wanted to see come to fruition, come to fruition. Mm-hmm. So I hope that it's as good as I think it should be. Mm-hmm. I hope that it's as good as as I expect it to be, and so that's the hope I'm taking into. I, I'm not gonna expect to be deflated. In that hope, but right. either way, I'm gonna be like Wakanda. <laughs> yeah. But keep in mind, this is still is a Marvel movie. Sure. It's not Battle of Algiers. Sure. It's not Bush Mama. It's not a film by Halle Jarima. This is still Marvel. a Marvel movie. It's gonna follow all the same tropes. And they have a horrible reputation of ruining characters. But as, as the movies, right? As I said before, I I would have loved it. We haven't seen the movie. I've read the script. But I would think it would be fantastic if the movie dealt with this evil plan by these white supremacists to kill all the black people in the world and Black Panther comes in to save the black race. That's not going to be the movie. That would be reality. (laughs) (laughs) Right. We just got to get somebody in a suit. Uh So, um, I don't know. I feel like that would... Now, if that was the case... Listen, you see? I'll be out here doing cartwheels all the yeah. way to the... To the it's still going to be movie. a Marvel movie. He's going to fight some generic Marvel villain. Mm-hmm. It's going to follow the same tropes. Okay, it's got a whole lot of black people in it. Yeah. But it's still going to follow the same tropes. But that's the independent film that we need to make. Uh-huh. Is the one you just described. Uh-huh. I would love to see a film like that. Where, you know, we find out It was that a film like that made in 1974. Maybe, maybe they're... What's the film you're talking about? Three the Hard Way. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a white supremacist group has a plan to kill all the black people in the United States. And they poison the water. And they poison Flint. the water supply. In like Flint, Flint Michigan. Right. No, not it's like Flint. 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 It was right. in Flint. It's going on right now. And then, and then three black guys saved the black race. How did that film do? It was a box office hit. It was a smash. But see how they, see what I said about them looking ahead? 50 years later, they actually you, poisoned yeah, the water yeah, yeah. in Flint. Right. And, and wow. then we know the idea from the movie. <laughs> there was no three hearts. Right, right. <laughs> so I don't know. I think uh, every, everyone has their own expectations of this movie, right? Uh, and it's, it's not going to meet, you know, what everyone wants it to mm-hmm. be. Uh, but this is this is a rare case. This this movie is like lightning, capturing lightning in a bottle. Like, <laughs> you're only going to get one chance to do it. And um, I think about, uh, you know, I don't know what everybody else felt about the Tupac movie. Right, um, that was yeah, one. You saw it? <laughs> I, I did, I did, okay. I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, on paper, it seems like that movie would be like it should be. It should have been better than the NWA movie. You know what I'm saying? To be honest, but um, it just didn't. Something about it, it was just missing something. And it's like I don't know if we'll get a chance to do another Pac movie where it's like it has that big. Uh, that big thing behind it. And I feel the same thing about this. Uh, you know, will it be good? I, you know, I don't doubt that it'll, it'll be good. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it will fall short of some people's expectations because that's just how it goes. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, I agree. You know, 
You party know. line. Yeah, on, on front, you know, you walk out with your fist up. But if you got if you got to talk about it and dissect it, you know, we're gonna do it amongst ourselves. But we're gonna save face. But I, I got a feeling I really it's gonna be good. I think that the independent filmmakers. I mean, I know this is a, this is something that you couldn't do independently. It's such a major motion picture. But for us to do more independent films, where we can actually deal with different type of um, storylines that could actually be more specific to us and not, you know somebody like a Stanley or somebody determining the storyline. But I, I think this is a, a call for all of us to just step up in whatever it is that we're doing on behalf of the vision um, that I think this film is, is inspiring in all of us. You know what I mean? That's standing up to your calling, being that hero. You see the young boy in the commercial who's the, you know, he's the Black Panther. And you're like, yes, you know, that, um, especially after all of that um, monkey propaganda t-shirt talk with H&M. It's like, mm -hmm. just um, as far as a promotional idea, it's, it's a great way to sell uh, a positive image of black people and black youth. And so just how can we take that vision forward, each and every one of us, is what I think. We need to have some next steps to keep Wakanda alive. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you really want to know how this is going to impact people, maybe people need to be kind of um, uh, you know, Shown how to what they can keep doing to keep this idea yeah. moving forward and not just let it drop and say, Oh, that was a good feel good movie. Okay, now, um, I think I'm ready to go see somebody else that you know doesn't impact them. I so. got a question for you guys. So, Roshi, so you're a uh, Nigerian, you know, Nigerian just because okay. I was born here, but yeah. you know, I, I'm the first generation born. Okay, what's well, so I got a question for you? So, if Wakanda was to exist, would it happen? sooner in the United States, mm. or would it happen on the continent? You know, it's mm. funny. I talked to, to my cousins and family members in Nigeria, and it's just, I feel like all eyes are looking at us, yeah. you know, to set it off and to see, what is it, what is it, brother? What do you need us to do? We're waiting on you. And so I feel like, because um, because we're not that internationally connected no. to what's happening in other countries, but it seems like all of the black people of the other countries are looking at us. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's a hard question for me to even answer, yeah, you know, yeah. because, because the thing such about, a symbiotic you know, right relationship. Now, they have some technology over there that's really, you know, they got, uh, they're doing this thing called the iHub. They got mm -hmm. tech incubators. They're, they're not playing and Google. Everybody's over there. So sometimes I think that it might happen there first before it happens. Here. Maybe we could be uh, strategic and be simultaneous and just let us just blow up on everywhere, you know, at the same yeah. time. That would be amazing if we could if get we on start that talking level. across the lines. Right. We get yeah. on that level yeah. and yeah. you know, make it something. And that's what things like this should facilitate is is our people talking across the lines. We should yeah. be communicating with our right. brothers and sisters in, in, in South America, in all over all over Africa. Um, like you said, it is some wonderful tech technology uh, advances happening in Africa right now. But they're still being pillaged and plundered. So yeah. we have to talk across the line <coughs> in order to facilitate and overstand and, and, and comfortability with one another so that the stuff can happen yeah. our, our simultaneously. Our saying Bright Seed is narratives of the future. Mm -hmm. So meaning we create the future through stories. So like with this movie, we're creating the future. They're creating a future, but we have the opportunity ourselves to be very specific. Sure. It's like, you know, we think about Star Trek. We think about all these futuristic things. We've got the cell phones now. Mm -hmm. We have all that technology. We just start the conversation. So that that's my question. It's like, I don't really know how this movie's going to go. It looks great. Mm -hmm. 
but at the same time, there's possibility in just looking at it and saying, let's do that thing. You know? mm. Which brings to have you talked to your relatives about the movie? I talked to them. I mean, what's their... Their take on it? Yeah, what's their anticipation? Um, well, I haven't really talked to them about the, the Black Panther movie as far as like Wakanda and this fictional place because mm-hmm. um, they, they're not really, the ones I talk to don't, I don't really know much about the background of, the, of Wakanda. But, um, so I, I don't really talk to them more about that. I just talk to them more about Nigeria and how we can make Nigeria into a Wakanda. Mm-hmm. So I haven't really talked to them about like this idea of this movie Black Panther. <coughs> um, but I talked to them about how could we make Nigeria more like Wakanda, like kill out the corruption, kill out all the you know other aspects, and help us to be more more strong to each other. So I haven't really talked to them about the concept, uh, like specifically, like this is what a Wakanda vision of what that environment is like. But I talked to them about it in kind of an abstract way. Because uh, I I keep telling people one of the things about the picture, which I think excite so many people is that you've never seen on film before this vision of Africa. Anytime a movie set in Africa is always poverty and child soldiers and famine and chaos and usually there's some white guy who helps <laughs> the black guy and this is just this technologically advanced uh, country that according to has never been kind of but uh, that's the challenge. Uh, that's the right. challenge about the movie that Wakanda is an Af- is what we would be without European colonization. Mm-hmm. We can't with our with our conditioned minds and colonized colonized intellects. It's hard for us to even fathom what would we be without colonization and it's this ultra advanced civilization that closed themselves off from pink people and were able to develop. Without that interruption, I, I think it was was it John Henry Clark said said uh, um, slavery interrupted black evolution. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, and the, so we in in Wakanda we were able to evolve on the path we were already on, and mm-hmm. so you get this this powerful, um, very wealthy uh, African nation that just didn't have to deal with pink people. We have to. We ha- we've had in this reality. We've had to deal with them, and even if we were able to get them all the way up out of our environment, so to speak, we still got these conditioned minds that look at things from a very Eurocentric, Eurocentric uh, uh, standpoint. Yeah, that's the that's the part of it. When I'm talking to my family, it's like, okay, so we are you're already in a country that is very rich to have all the resources. I mean, especially in our area, we there's oil everywhere in the south, of, you know, Nigeria. But it's like, you know, okay, so you're in this environment, but you still have uh, white colonialism and corruption that is basically keeping you enslaved. So how can we how can we deal with this as an African nation where? We can get rid of, of our enemies and, and get rid of that device, even though we were supposed we were liberated and independent from um, Britain. They're still in control, and then when they're not physically there, what do you do? The mentality affects the next one. So then the tribalism idea of okay, I'm better than you because they said so, and they're giving me guns to say I'm better than you, and now I'm going to kill you, my brother, 
this is the mentality and a part of the sickness and mm-hmm. virus of white colonialism. So mm-hmm. these are, this, I'm just trying to show how, how, what are some ways that we could actually take all of these ideas down, you know, with the bringing in of a, of a black monarchy or a black imperialistic state where we, but it all has the, um, it, it has the idea to protect the people. You know, and so I'm just trying to give them an, another concept because sometimes we get used to seeing white people in control and feeling they should be in control. You know what I mean? From just them being in control so long. And then mm-hmm. God is white, apparently, you know, according to Jesus, and who <laughs> is everywhere. And he's white. Mm-hmm. And like Kenny Loggins. <laughs> <laughs> so this is part of the, the, the issue. Um, you know, I got a question. I'm going to save it for the break. Because I want to follow up on that idea, but let me let me ask you this: um, You're not saying that. Just to make clear, you're not saying that Black Panther is going to be the catalyst for all that. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that the idea, though, is something where we can start for people who can't see even anything of what I'm, of what this picture is trying to put out there. Mm-hmm. Then at least they can start here with this reality that. In some type of fantasy place, this is happening. So maybe an alternate reality here, somewhere that could happen. You know, where you know we could be one. There's gonna be one force fighting for black people and people who look brown and who are representing Africa, and that we could all be in one accord. That we could all be living harmoniously. That maybe this could happen because I saw it here. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it, as the doorway to create whatever, whatever else your imagination can. Come it's up. the power of images. We, uh, this, the power of imagery has, has been used against us for so long, yes. like mm-hmm. all the time, mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty much 24-7. And now that same, that same power, which is a neutral power, we get to see a perspective of what we can be. And that's what it, that, that's what it does. So I'm, I'm not going to put on the Black Panther suit and go around fighting crime. But I may, <laughs> I might, <laughs> but I may get my physics skills on because he's this brilliant physicist. Or I may look into, I may look further into uh, the power of using your ancestry in your present day because he has, he, he's connected to all of the panther gods and all of his, all of everyone who's been a black panther uh, before him. It gives us tools. Yeah, it's, it's a toolbox. And that's why we're going to walk out of there like this is the greatest movie of all time. Which reminds me, I'll bring this up after the break. We're going to take a break, but the question I'm going to ask you, which leads to a question to you, Mm -hmm. which leads to just what you were saying. We'll be back after a break with the Black Panther podcast. I'm trying not to laugh. So uh, welcome again to part two of our second Black Panther podcast. Uh, This is an effort by Brycey Collaborative in partnership with Street Level and First Aid Comics. And uh, I want to thank, uh, thank uh, First Aid for hosting us. And also to remind you that you can purchase special Black Panther movie ticket packages for the evening premiere showing on February 15th at 9 p.m. at the Harper Theater. Can't Sorry, get them. Well, there you go. <laughs> you should have brought them last week when I talked about it. And our guest, Ugochi, international performance artist, Kahari B, disco poet, and James Duke with Street Level Youth Media. So I want to start off where we ended, and I wanted to go to you because um, let's talk about 
reality versus fantasy. Of course, the movie is set in Wakanda, which is a fictionalized African country. There will be some... Oh, how shall I phrase this? Um, it's set in Africa, so there will be what you will call Africa, African symbolism and traditions and legends and stories. But, once again, this is a Hollywood movie. It's going to be fictionalized. Some stuff, no doubtly, will be made up. So, are you going to be a stickler? It turns out, well, that's not how it's done in Nigeria. Or oh, that's not how it's done in Senegal. Well, let's just be clear. Wakanda is Nigeria, okay? We're just going to... Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Claim All it right. for the Nigerians. Okay. Claim it. All right. It's like the Jalaf Wars, okay? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Ghana's coming for y'all. Ghana's no, coming. Uh, All right. No, I'm actually just really uh, suspending my disbelief and just trying to see what they're presenting. I'm I'm not going to force my my reality onto this fantasy fiction film. I'm just going to take it all in and see what they're presenting and then I'll decide what uh, hits and what sticks and what doesn't. You know, I, but for me right now I'm not going to go in saying, "Oh, that's not Africa." Because it's what? it's fictional. I don't know if it, you know, this this um, this place that they're creating mm -hmm. is not my country. It's a fictional country in Africa. So I'm going to Keep that in mind. Now, they're going to have white people walking around with a black face, and that's I'm not going to go for that. You know, certain things I won't be going for, even if it is fiction. But for the most part, I'm not going to force my my reality or my understanding onto what they're trying to do. I'm going to see what, what picture they're crafting first, and then I'll decide if this is some BS or if this is... Well, because, of course, as culturally relevant. he referenced in the first part... You know, we are sensitive to our... It's all about image. And we are very sensitive about our image. And I, this is like a poor analogy, maybe, but I think of that show that's on now on Showtime, The Shy, mm -hmm. which is supposed to be set on the south side of Chicago. And I look, well, I look at that show, and I go like, I don't know what they're talking about, but this is... I don't see any kind of south side I know. They may make a reference to Obama Library, First of all, it's not even shot anywhere near the South Side. You can recognize it immediately. People don't dress like that. Kids don't dress like that. Kids don't talk like that. And, okay, that's fine for people outside of Chicago. They may think they're seeing what the South Side of Chicago is really like, but it's total fiction. All right. And I'm sensitive to that. Yeah, and I think that encourages dialogue. Um, like, I think, you know... People have a perception of, of what Africa is, and uh, I think this is just going to, you know, allow people to have that conversation and, and talk mm -hmm. about some of those things. The same with the shot. I talk to people about that all the time. Like, there's location inaccuracies in a lot of movies that are based in Chicago. A lot of, uh, I saw Chicago PD, and they were talking about they're on Halsted, and I saw, I'm like, that's not Halsted. That's like <laughs> some suburb or something. So it's like, you can always, uh, you know, pick those things out when you're just like, you know, rooted into it. Um, but I think it's just good to have something, some type of representation on the big screen. And um, it's going to allow people to ask questions. You know what I'm saying? And that's going to lead to uh, more clarity. Or maybe a flight to Africa. Yeah, yeah, to see Lena, Lena. Lena. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, but talking about representation, going back to what you were talking about at the very beginning, you do know that they're getting ready to do a remake of Superfly. Interesting and story. I, and 
I don't know anyone who is wants to say why. At this day and age, why? The original film, which came out in 72, it's not a great film, but it was a very important movie for its time of a very important genre of its time, right? It was seminal, but that day is past, long past. So why bring it back now? Again, right? Because right? Because it's not past. That's that's that's. And this is what I'm talking about, and 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 why I have to give props to pink people, um, because they saw, they they they've already planned this 20, 30 years ahead. Mm -hmm. So with the 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 original Superfly. By the way, can I say pink people? I just love (laughs) the the Superfly was the antithesis of Shaft. He wasn't a black superhero. He wasn't down for the community. No. He was a pimp. He had permed hair. Well, he, had, he was he going was around dealer. smacking bitches and well, pimping hoes. You know, right? Yeah, yeah. He was, and, and Superfly was the drug. It wasn't the actual yeah. guy. Yeah. It was the drug. So they're already ready. They're already ready to take away the mm. the nationality, the the the, nas- the, the national. Love and and and, and uh, Afrocentric appreciation mm-hmm. that's going to happen in Black Panther and give you a pimp, same way as they did with uh, uh, N.W.A. At that time, Public Enemy was where we were looking, mm-hmm. and they brought on these Jerry Curl West Coast gangbangers to take all the attention away from these very uh, very positive and uplifting men. Mm-hmm. That had our attention at the time. So, why not? And and this is the day of the age of remake. So, why not take this pimp who knocked down, uh, or this drug dealer who knocked down all of the wonderfulness that Shaft brought into our imagery and use them again? Because as soon as it comes out, watch the, the, all the pimp references, references and pimp appreciation happen. As fast as or drug dealer appreciation happen as fast as it, as it can happen because those images are powerful. But there are still, like you were saying earlier, there's and you and I were just mentioning earlier. There's still going to be more people that stick to mm-hmm. the inspiration that this Panther movie is going to give us than it was before, and that's what's important because those are the people that's going to make it come alive. Like you keep referencing. Referencing, we have to, we we have to build these images so that we know how to build or what to build too. He's going to, or this movie is going to inspire us. Again, he's a physicist. He's, you know, he's a great martial artist. He's, uh, he's fine. one of the most he's brilliant. Fine. He right, he's fine. He's <laughs> one of the most brilliant. He's one of the most brilliant minds on the planet. He's connected to his ancestors. That is going to resonate with our children. It's going to mm-hmm. resonate mm-hmm. with a lot of us who have never even thought about that stuff. And even mm-hmm. the cultural trickle down. Yeah. Um, just, mm-hmm. you know, what you learn about him culturally um, and his culture just from watching him and his, and his uh, family dynamic and, you know, his uh, legacy that he's that's being passed down from his father. It's, it's a lot of African culture that is getting, that is going to fall down. Like, I'm waiting to see what Marvel actually does do and say, but according to the comics, they they make it like the comic. I think that there will be a lot that people can glean. All type of generations and and uh, races can glean from that. It's gonna be a bunch of, of young women that that 
get into their self-defense mm-hmm. based on the door of Milaje. They're going to be some bad sisters walking around about five years because they behinds are going into training the day after the movie. Like, I want to be bad like the sister. Like, not Wonder Woman, <laughs> Diana, but right. somebody that looks like me, you know? Mm-hmm. And that so would... it's just resonating. But I feel like it's our job, those of us who, who feel like, you know, we have a vision too, to give these young people something, things, points to focus on so that they don't just leave the movie and it just you know, goes to the back of their brain and they, they don't think about it again. Maybe there's some, some different points that we can put forward so that they can always be thinking about themselves in a positive way and trying to, you know, put, push those images forward. I think that's the job and, and what we can do to keep it alive. Because right. it's just, other than that, I think it'll just be a moment that may wave for some and, and, and linger and for others it'll just come and go and it's like the next movie is coming in. But um, if you really focus and, and put that, that um, energy into really building it and what could it look like if you really were going to build it, what, how would you make it happen? And what powers do you have? What superpowers do you have within you right now that you can call up and that you can access? And, man, that's, that kind of stuff never gets old. She just made me I, – I gave an assignment. I was, I was serving as the art teacher at an at a elementary school, and I gave the children an assignment to create – themselves as a superhero draw a superhero of yourself come up with your own powers and 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 make it happen and they were stuck they i said you cannot recreate any superhero that exists mm-hmm. and they were still trying to do batman superman spider-man mm-hmm. uh, and when i got them away from you know what existed they were really stuck. It was like Paper Man. He makes paper. <laughs> it's glitter, glitter gal, and she just goes around and she throws glitter and it makes people mm. happy. They was they did not know how know to, how to yeah. And now we've got this movie where they will be able to see themselves mm-hmm. as heroes and be able to build from there. And that's the importance. <laughs> and it's on us to make sure that that continues. Marvel did their piece. Mm-hmm. They 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 presented the movie. We can't expect pink people to keep that momentum going. That's that's not their job or function or anything that they've ever done in the history of mankind. So it's our job to make sure that 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 momentum is continued. So James, is Black Panther the right film at the right time? Would the film have been success if it came out? Would it have been this sort of frenzy for the movie if it came out five years ago? Hmm. It's, I don't know. It's hard to say. Um, I think now is the right time. There's a lot of momentum building up. Like, even if you think about, like, okay, Luke Cage dropped, what was that, was last year? Yeah. And we got Black Lightning. So, it's like the only the only movies that are doing these crazy numbers are, like, you know, Marvel movies, superhero movies. So, um, to, to take that and then just, like, have a predominantly black cast, black protagonists, I think it's, it's, it's definitely needed at this time. Um, and yeah, it is the right time. That's why I'm, you know, I'm kind of fearful because I, I feel like people will, you know, put those lofty expectations mm-hmm. on it. Um, but again, it's like, you know, now is better than ever. And it's going to just continue to, to build even more. Hopefully, hopefully this will inspire others to, you know. <laughs> what are you happy about? You asked me, I said it's overdue. I think uh-huh. the time, I think that, you know, five years ago, I'm thinking that Obama was president. I would have thought it would have been a good time because people were starting to see an African you know, leading some nation, they could probably see a, a T'Challa, you know, through the eyes of an Obama. But 
even now, I think it's even it's it's a better time because you have a yeah. a Cheeto head in office who yeah. is running people out, and immigrants mm-hmm. are feeling like they they're powerless. And so this is a, a really good time. I just think that it's never a bad time to have an African character <laughs> be well, a this, protagonist and a leader. That's what I was saying. I, I was saying when he made those comments that. about Haiti. In Africa, mm-hmm. I said, you just add another $30 million to the box office. Because a lot of people are going to say, oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Well, how can I get back? I'll show you. Right. I'm going to see Black Panther five times. Sure, sure. Right. And it'll be a meme about T'Challa doing something with him or maybe around <laughs> Oh, I'm sure they will. And, and, you know, right. Like, I'm sure they will be. Yeah, so I just think this is all, it's the perfect film for the time just because the times are so uncertain and so based in race. And, you know, it's such a, um, it's the, like, antidote to, to all of the nonsense that's happening and in, mm-hmm. in what's, what's going on in, in our politics and in our reality. So this is like, the you know, what they say the people in times of oppression, they go to the movies and they, and they deal with entertainment more so than ever. And this one, you know, people might just be getting drunk at the box office. <laughs> <laughs> Off of this film. <laughs> just so that they can go back to their reality and feel like, okay, now... This is something of a, it's starting to balance it out just a tad. At least brought me, mm-hmm. made me feel a little bit better about mm-hmm. myself today, you know, because that's all people are trying to do these days. You know, just well, you know, I keep, since I, one thing I do every weekend, like I was doing today, is following box office. There's been all kind of, like, predictions about how the film will do mm-hmm. opening weekend. Sure. I keep pushing it up, right? But here's the thing. No matter what it does... That money's still going to Disney and Marvel. It's true. You know, it's not going to us. Right. It's going to Disney and Marvel. Mm-hmm. Right. So, <clears throat> yeah. in a way, you're like, this is great, but it's still not in a way helping us. But it's that's going. why I always take it back to independent, like independent filmmakers. Okay, now this is this is something you can see yourself in because this is where you need to be going to get this money to come back to you for doing these type of roles and ideas. Mm-hmm. We got to take it, the ownership back on us after this. You know, this is, I think, an opportunity for all of us to be inspired to do better in whatever it is we do. You know, mm-hmm. we deal with yeah. media. Yeah. I'm an artist. You know, like I say, some of us have been trying to create this Wakanda reality and, and walk in our lives in every day anyway. But this should be just more inspiration for us to do it. Well, I'm, I'm funny you bring it up because I recently saw, believe me, there are independent black filmmakers all over the world. And I should know, I program co-programming the Black Harvest Film Festival every year. This year's the 24th year. And I've seen, I've already seen a feature film shot here in Chicago that is, in its way, Afrofuturist. And uh, also deals with African traditions called uh, Animator. Independently made movie, really well made, about this guy who... Uh, is gets this ability that's been transferred from African griots that anything he draws becomes reality. And I said, and I would think even a movie like that, and it's like it's a small independently made movie, which is really well done. It, they just finished post-production in December. And I said, maybe a movie like that probably wouldn't have been conceived five years ago. Mm. You know, And it was done here in Chicago. Mm. Was in L.A., was in London, was in New York, was done right here in Chicago, almost entirely shot in the South Side, hmm. on real South Side locations. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Some of them just literally blocks away from here. Yeah. 
So I said, yeah, maybe the time is right. Mm-hmm. Now it is. I don't know why. Maybe you're right. Maybe it didn't come up before. Were our minds right there yet? Or did the, what happened last November all of a sudden make people's minds sharper yeah. and said, hey, wait a minute, I've been living in a dream world. But it, <laughs> This even, is reality. Even technologically, it's better now. Because it, it, if it had come out five years ago, they might have done it like Spider-Man. You get... True. Remake because they need to try and get it right, and then you get another re- remake because they're trying to get it. They mm-hmm. haven't got it right yet, so the technology, is, the cinematic technology, is kind of catching up where something like this can happen to show this advanced civilization mm-hmm. properly. And it's a, that I think that's a beautiful idea. Mm-hmm. So, um, getting back to um, what one of my earlier questions in, in another way. Uh, we have decided maybe, you know, people will be just, there will be a few who said this is not living up to what I expected. But then again, the reality is that awful, be grateful. Because they they yeah. better not say it in public. Yeah. Yeah. Don't say it in public, <laughs> right? <laughs> but, um, okay, as I said before, as I started up at the beginning of the show, okay, fine. Now what comes afterwards? It's, you're saying it's up to us to keep it going. Absolutely. With everything. All right. Okay, but what? So we've had Get Out, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. Get Out, great that, was, uh, you know, that was our film, yeah. Yeah. honestly. You mm-hmm. know? I mean, Get Out's a great example of how that film say, so if this isn't great, that's fine, but at the next film, if we get our hands on it, do at least really get our hands on like Get Out was, it wasn't an awful lot of special effects in that but, you know, but, you know, but you see, you're going, you're going back to something I, I talk about. Is that there's always been every time there is a movie, or that becomes a huge hit, there's always was a movie or movies became before that that either flopped or people ignored. And I said, and I always tell people, well, if you like Get Out, did you go see Tales from the Hood? Mm. which Mm. came out 20 years ago 20 years ago which dealt with Mm. many of the same things that Get Out dealt with right? and I bring that up and people are like well that doesn't count yes it does count it's like Black Panther he put down Meteor Man Meteor Man is a child's movie okay? but it was written and directed by a black guy who came up with this idea of a black guy who has superpowers yes you look at it now maybe and by the way this year is the 25th anniversary Mm. Of Meteor Man, twenty okay. fifth anniversary, right? And I okay, it's dated now in some of the music and things, and Bill Cosby's in it. Okay, but um, <laughs> but still, I look at that film and I said, if it wasn't for this movie, huh? you wouldn't have that. If it wasn't for Blade, which right. came out twenty years ago mm-hmm. this year. You wouldn't have that. And I've had arguments with people, Blade doesn't count. Yes, it does count. It absolutely does. Yeah. And it so the, and Meteor Man does. I mean, Meteor Man was good. I liked it as yeah. a child. As a it child. was super corny. Yeah. But it was a good movie, but it was super corny. Uh, it was corny even as a child. Yeah. Like, this, okay. and then, didn't they do Blank Man right after that yeah. or something like that? And that wasn't any better. <laughs> right. It's yeah. like, no, we get the no, same Black type of goofy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way right. worse. Way worse. A whole lot worse. Yeah, right. but, you know, the GMO tomatoes, we got that out of there. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 right. It's all a uh, step up. But it's but a step. Yeah, yeah it's just always a step. It's a yeah. step, you know. And there have been other black horror films that came up before Get Out. And, and when he did Get Out, Get Out is like a variation of Stiffer Wives. Mm, the original yeah, yeah, version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Not yeah. the remake, the original mm. version. And and so, um, 
uh, what, I, what I'm trying to say is that I, I still don't think that a lot of movies, which was its precursor, don't get the credit. You know, Black Panther is not new in right. terms of this idea of a black superhero. Mm-hmm. There's always been this idea of black superheroes. Now, somehow, because of the zeitgeist, it's caught on. And that's a question. Mm-hmm. This is what I was leaning to. When did Black Panther become such a big deal? Because the comic books been out since 66. But it was a big deal when it came out. It was a big deal immediately. When and it came out? Because I don't out. recall it back in the 70s. What I'm saying, it was a big deal when it came out. It was a big deal because it had not been done. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it, it was, it, the masses jumped on it. Mm-hmm. It was just a big deal that it had been done. So mm-hmm. credit to Steve, uh, uh, Stan, Stan Lee and, and, and Jack Kirby for even envisioning that happening. It had not been done. A major black character uh, um, in in African. any yeah. universe, particularly because uh, being African, and without and, and without that colonial yeah. imprint on him, yeah, sure. that it's a that that's a big deal from from Huge Jump idea. Street. Um, See, I remember it, I remember the Mathis, 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 the original TV movie hmm. was terrific. When he turned it into a series, they destroyed it. They absolutely destroyed it, and it was canceled. But the original TV movie, which was the pilot, was fantastic. I remember seeing it and said, wow, here's this black superhero, and he's got these powers and all this stuff. And like I said, but they blew it. But there's always been precedent for something like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe now, because I think particularly the <clears throat> times we live in now, and everything, things have always been racial. Now it's just open about it. Before, it was under a lid. Now, it's exploded. Pandora's box is open. Yeah, Pandora's box is open. Now, um, people are now looking for... um, What's the word I'm looking for? People are looking for some sort of reaffirmment Mm -hmm. of who they are. You know what? One point also... By the way, we take questions from the audience, too. You you made a point earlier about the fact that your students were... You know, they're at a loss for a superhero of their own kind. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know so when it came to them creating that, I think that one thing this film's going to do is allow us to have more. It builds up a little bit more kind of traction on us having our own specific superheroes that look like us because I think it starts there. Like, I know exactly what you're saying. You know, you ask the average person, not even kids, make a superhero. And I'm going to make Batman. I'm going to make Superman. I'm going to make yeah. Flash. Yeah. But we, get, we can't come up with something that's specific to us. Yeah. I mean, even even in that that universe, uh, you know, the latest the latest black superheroes are remakes of for of formerly Caucasian, formerly pink pink uh, 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 superheroes. That's problematic because mm-hmm. now we're following in there. We got to follow in their shoes in order to be great with the Green Lantern and Flash and uh, Iron Man and who else has turned black uh, in the Spider-Man. last ten years? Spider Man. Yeah, we're you know it's all remakes. Black Panther was black from Jump. Blade was black mm-hmm. from Jump. Meteor Man and props to Robert Townsend on that was black from <clears> Jump. <throat> and those that that sends a more powerful message than the new black Spider Man or the new black Iron Man. Which reminds me, there, there is there is there is that. Well, hold on, there is that. Was it Miles Mor- Morales? Yes, Miles Morales. Yeah, animated film which is coming out towards the end of the year. I think Christmas time. Yeah, yeah. It's coming out towards the end of the year. 
right? I mean, already the trailer's out for it already. Um, perhaps, let's see if there's going to be any kind of, like, build-up for that. Because I know, t once again, talking to friends, he's very, very popular. There's alternative universe Spider-Man. Yeah. You know, now the fact that they're disappointed because it's an animated film. Right. You know, they said, gee, you know, didn't want to spend the money to make it a live action feature. But, um... They've ruined Spider-Man enough times to do it animated. <laughs> Just do it animated. Let it, let the live action go. They've ruined it, what, four times now. All right. <laughs> we got another question from the audience. You had mentioned earlier that this might start uh, or reignite the discussion about what the heck Africa, you know, kind of really is and uh, all these kinds of things that could take place there and all this type of thing. Um, for those who um, are now... For those who become interested, what um, resources, and I'm talking about either reading lists as far as books, mm -hmm. I'm talking about as far as on, current online, places online, blogs, things like this, what type of resources would you all suggest for people who are actually interested in what it is that we kind of have been, you know, history before slavery, because that actually exists. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Another fantasy movie. Just in general, what the heck is going on over there now? Uh, well, over there it's so vast and expansive. There's so much. Uh, so each country ha is having its own um, renaissance. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, um, speaking like for my country, there's many books. Like it's it's a it will be a book list. Because um, there's so many, um, and uh, it will be, of course, from Chinua Achebe to even books that were not known by him. He has a book, There Was a Country, that talked about the African god Ogubu, who is actually part of my last name. And it's a, it's a god that people worshipped. And so it's, um, you know, you have all type of food and fuel for other character ideas and powers and to come forward through just looking at actual um, history and culture that's that's alive today you know you still have kings in africa today um and and my village there's the king is is still living amongst the people and you know but it's not recognized by you know um Britain. the right <laughs> which is still imperially connected to nigeria so it's just you know having to find your own story so you can find yourself in it and really bring that back to life and that's what it is we lost ourselves by just being so um, enthralled in being in, in this first world, quote unquote, that's almost like a toilet country, you know. So when you're in a first world country that um, makes you feel so much happier about yourself than who you really are, you lose yourself. So it's just us getting reacquainted with ourselves, and I think that's what part of this whole momentum is for for those of us who have been uh, lost and disconnected. Is that they're starting to see themselves again, and like you were saying, Sergio, everybody wants to be part of the winning team or, or the, who's hot on on deck right now and right now is just Africa is where it's at and there's just so much uh, fuel and just so much uh, fertile ideas within the culture so it's and, anything can go and it's, it's 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 our responsibility to get ahead of that and control the narrative sure. when they control the narrative shaft becomes super fly we have to control the narrative and I you know props to bright seed collaborative part of that I met a sister in 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 Johannesburg from Holland that I connected with you all because of that very reason put these pieces together and increase the resources um, uh, Yatasha Womack is doing a, a lot of work making things available to um, 
in, in, in the Afrofuturism mm-hmm. spectrum, making things available that, that youth and adults alike can connect to. We have to control the narrative or it's going to flip. And so there's a lot of, yeah, there's, I don't know if there's a, a cohesive list of books and movies and, 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 and technology, sciences, blah, 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 <clears throat> but it might need to be. But we can put yeah. them out. Like, I'm, I'm meeting with uh, Black Bloggers United later on today. That's a group of, 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 of bloggers. Black, black, I guess, black bloggers. <laughs> Duh. Black bloggers that are really controlling the narrative, putting out news and entertainment and whatever else. Um, we just have to get out in front of it and make, make use of one another, uh, one another's knowledge to increase what's available to those who may not have access to that 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 knowledge i would my first my first thought was uh things fall apart like i think every all of us need to read that to understand exactly what's going on on our every day that i ever read about my country was like oh my god this is all actually kind of cool and uh wow okay someone's actually acknowledging that there is life outside of the united states in a way you know that's important um but maybe that's something we need to do a book list Book list, a film list, mm-hmm. um, sure. what else? Resources <laughs> yeah. Of any kind, you know? yeah. Who are, who are great historians? Who are still right? Who is it that are still writing and researching the history? So on and so forth. That you think you think then with Black Panther would then um, start a new? It's not new. Let me rephrase that. Right. That's the wrong mm-hmm. word. Wrong word. A further increase in the interest in Afrofuturism. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's there. It's been there for. Decades, it's still in <coughs> retrospect rather small. I mean, BET recently did something on Afrofuturism. <laughs> they just discovered it, and of course, they did it in a mocking way. Right. Like, who are these weird nerdy people? And they're black, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, you think that this will start even a bigger discourse on Afrofuturism and more interest into it. Definitely. And I mean, one thing that I want to mention as far as like is the timing, right? Uh, We're in the age of information. So, you know, you don't necessarily have to have a set template of books to kind of like, you know, go back and and, and do your history. Like you can just pull out your phone and Google keyword searches. Mm -hmm. And there's more outlets than than just BET, which is, you know what I'm saying, a little biased. And I would actually encourage people, like, if that's your only source of of information on the black community, then, hey, you got to, you know, you got to shift. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If that's your only source, there's no What the most people say, man, I haven't watched it in years. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still on? But if you're going to be watching and looking at um, internet, you have to make sure that they're credible sources that you're taking your information from because everybody... And your mama can do a video. True. Right. You put Black Beauty in on Google, you got to get a horse. You got to get a picture of a horse first. So you might have to dig a little deeper. So anyway, we're just about at the, believe it or not, we're almost at the end of this. No! Yes. Any final words from anybody? Control the narrative. Control the narrative. Control the narrative. Get out there in front and control the narrative. Let this this be a catalyst. It's not the end all be all, but let it be a catalyst. Inspire. inspiration to greater things that we do within ourselves and amongst ourselves and for ourselves. And um, be your own superhero. Like, What are you doing that is going to help your people, that's going to help you, that's going to help the environment? Like, How are you um, affecting this world that you're in as well? Don't just be a a log in the claw, a clog in the wheel and just kind of moving around, but how are you adding or or distracting from the actual 
reality and narrative that needs to be put out there of a positive, powerful nation of, of African people. I mean, what are you doing? Sure. What's in your wallet? <laughs> and James, one of the things that inspired me to go into film was, um, you know, having the elder tell me that my story was important. And although mm-hmm. that's a, that's, it seems like such a, a small thing, but like, no, it's not. That can no, that can no. open up a whole world right. and, and inspire you to do other things. So that's what I'm hoping to get out of this film. That's what I'm hoping that the young people, because I'm taking people every weekend to go see it. So everybody that I take to go Word. see it, I'm hoping that they that they grasp that fact that you know. Um, your, your background, your lineage, all that is is very important to sort of keep in the forefront. Right. So I want to thank, once again, our guest, Ugochi, James, and Kahari B. I want to thank again First Aid Comics for hosting us, and also Street Level, who is filming us today, and of course, Bright Sea Collaborative. Uh, I'm your host, Sergio Mims, and I'll... It won't be me, but... We'll be back next week.